2: you're listening to the glory hunters podcast today we've got bob mills and russell grant representing middlesex of course as they do and natalie sawyer and ainsley harriet representing arsenal they were all absolutely marvelous in this episode i hope you enjoy it here it is I'm Charlie Baker and welcome to Glory Hunters, the show that stokes the fiery furnace of football fandom. Our guests are given the opportunity to represent the team they've always supported in a heavyweight contest of wits. But who will land the killer blow and who will find the ring walk a bit of a struggle? It's up for grabs now on Glory Hunters. This week sees a welcome return to Russell Grant, representing the Commonwealth of Middlesex non-league teams, it's very easy to say, <laughs> alongside Captain Bob Mills. Hello, you two. Hello. Nice. Hello. Lovely to have you back, Russell.
3: Oh Well, I'm glad to be back, but I gather that Bob's been doing his own thing without me. He's, he's come in and he's tried. tried to represent... No, you
4: were poorly enough sat in for you <laughs> representing the Commonwealth, and I gave... A
2: remarkable performance.
4: <laughs> How <laughs> remarkable was it? Can someone tell me? That was <laughs> unbelievable. When <laughs> I
2: finished, they went, I don't believe that. Rob Hull, Bob holds the record for getting, in the final round, I think he got 20 no. gladiators questions yeah, 20, right a 20 out of 20. You were wow. good at that last time with me, weren't you? Very good, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Very good
3: at Did that. Did you call him Bob Holness?
2: No, I don't no, he he said
3: Bob
4: Holes. And and immediately your
2: your (laughs) autocorrect went to to Holden. And (laughs) on the team sheet for Arsenal (laughs) is chef and TV presenter... Ainsley Harriet. Yes, give me an A, Ainsley. Oh, yay, there we yes. are. Yes, <laughs> we are, the fourth emergency service. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Um, and with Captain Natalie Hello. Sawyer. Hello. Nice Hello. to have you back, Natalie. Thank you.
5: Thank Missed you. you last week. Yes, I had a little break, didn't I? A little nice, break, and
2: yeah. since you've been away, you've been become award-winning, am I right?
5: Well, yes, I know. A couple of, well, TalkSport won the network, obviously, yeah. of the year. And yes, the show I do with Jim White, White and Sawyer, which Bob is a part of as well, yeah. won uh, the show of the year. What awards have you won,
2: Ainsley? Um,
5: what?
6: What? The most recent award that I'm about to receive (singing) is my MBE.
7: Oh Oh I'm off to the
6: palace next week to get a little bit of a, a little pinch skin from the Queen. Or Prince Philip or, I don't know, uh, Prince William. Do you know who it'll be? I don't know. They don't tell you. Do
5: you get told what you have to wear? Oh,
6: yes. Yeah, I, I was really confused about that. Yes. I'm still a bit confused about it because uh, I thought that if you go to that sort of, you know, you get a sir, you get knighted, then you have to wear the tails, oh, that, yes. the morning oh, suit. Yes. They say morning dress, don't they? But without the top hat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, lounge suit or um, sort of regimental uniform. No jeans. So, no. I was going to wear a chef's kind of outfit all the nice. and stuff Oh,
4: right yeah, good, that is your work. That
6: would be kind of not... But It'd be a bit glary for the cameras, wouldn't yeah. it? You know, you've yeah. learned over the year because yes. you've got to be tea stained. Because they used to dip everything in a kind of tea, a bowl of tea or something like that, to take that glare off the jackets and oh, stuff really? in the early days of ready I do I don't
3: know what they do. Oh, now. gosh, yes, I did one of those. Yeah, yes, of course you did. I remember oh, now. Well, yeah it on. Yeah, you won, did you? I came as a tea bag.
7: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yorkshire tea. We can't say that now. Oh. I Have I
3: created a Twitter
2: storm? <laughs> <laughs> Let's, hope. Let's hope any publicity is good publicity. Um, who are you going to take with you to the palace? <laughs> uh, my children. Oh, oh, yeah. nice. I just so think gosh. that, you know, it's that kind
6: of That's generation. Lovely. I think... Us, us all sitting around here now. We are of the generation that kind of appreciate something like that. But our yeah, parents' yeah. generation, they were the one that knew all about the British Empire. Oh, yeah. They were the ones that saluted everything, and the Queen was on TV, and they stood up and all that type yeah. of stuff. Life has changed. We still respect it. Mm-hmm. But I think you know, my mm-hmm. mum would have just been
4: delighted. She's <laughs> been oh. down the church. Miss Onwin MBE. Wonderful. see what we are part of the generation of myself and Russell and, and to an extent. I don't know, he's younger than us, because we we started out to get in the world of comedy. What happens now is your phone rings and someone say, Anna, you right." Says, yeah, have you heard about Ainsley? He says, oh, no. <laughs> uh, no, he's won an NBA. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. Yeah. So, uh, Ainsley representing Arsenal Of today. course,
2: how yeah. You get, how did you get into Arsenal? How
4: did I get into
6: it? I think uh, I was... A- A youngster. You see, I have no recollection Ah. of the 1966 World Cup. And the reason I'm mentioning that is because I think it really captured the imagination. I'm, you know, uh, I was born in 57. So you can imagine uh, around about that time, it would be ideal for a kid, excited as anything. But my family, my mum, took me to Jamaica in America for a six-week holiday. So from the time we broke up, the whole time we were away... I didn't see any of that World so Cup. So you came back. I don't remember the euphoria in the country no. or anything. So it was many years later, a friend came to the house and took me down to arsenal. I think it was about 1970, and they were just starting to get good. And, of course, the 1771 season, they won the double. Yeah, right, right. And it was fantastic. You know, yeah. it wasn't like the old days, going down to Chelsea or West Ham and being chased down the road by, no, yeah, sure. get out of it!" and yeah. all that. It was, it was fantastic. Coming yeah. out the station, walked across the road to Highbury, and they were on up. And if your team are on the up, and you and you know you go and see a team, they're on the up. The atmosphere's great, yeah. and you get sucked it hooks in. You in it? That's why yeah. you know there are so many young Liverpool or Man City yeah. supporters now because that's mm. what it does. We want to be associated with
3: positiveness,
6: you that's, know. With
2: that's, that's like Russell and Middlesex. The yeah. whole
3: of Middlesex.
6: The whole, of, the whole we're going for it. Such a
2: positive
3: place. It is. it is. And lots and lots of people keep saying to me, but it doesn't exist. And I keep saying, you are so wrong. Nah, and I was going to say, no. I'm on the horns of a dilemma, which is why I'm sitting like this. <laughs> it's because my mother was born in Essex Road, Islington. Oh. And when I said to her, I was playing against you yeah. and Arsenal, she said, Well, you can't possibly win then. Oh. Because my dear old 93 year old mum was born in Ashby Grove off the Essex Road and is an Arsenal fan. Oh, I love her now more than ever.
6: You
2: see? Yeah. The scene is set for the People's Republic of Middlesex versus Arsenal. The seal kickoff, we start with a musical duet that many thought would never happen. No, it's not David Icke and Tina Turner. It's Eddie Grant and Delia Smith with a reworking of his hit Electric Avenue.
7: Working so hard like a soldier...
2: a beautiful song. There we are. Not our first musical collaboration. Her cake was on the cover of the Rolling Stones album Let It Bleed in 1969. What a great fact that is. But here's the question. Can you tell me what year Delia's side Norwich City FC were formed? What year were Norwich City formed? It's sealed bids. But while both teams confer, here's a short musical interlude. Right, the bids have been handed in. Ooh, Arsenal on, and the People's on, Republic yeah, of Middlesex. Right. Here we go, Arsenal have said 1893. Um, Whereas the People's Republic of Middlesex have said 1899. Ooh. Oh. The answer is 1902. the People's Republic Ooh, of Middlesex. Yeah, there we are, you will kick off next. As both teams try and convince me that they are the biggest club today... As we do this, yes, we want each of our guests to tell us why they are the biggest club here today. They're free to employ any reasoning they wish, and this isn't about medals on the table. This is an exercise in winning hearts and minds. The People's Republic of Middlesex, Russell Grant, you have won the right to go first, and your thirty seconds starts now.
3: I put this out to the Middlesex guys, and this is what they claim back with so it's clubs and the younger people that became big people they were cultured nurtured by a club in Middlesex Hendon Ian Dowie, Wildstone, Stuart Pearce and Vinnie Jones, two players who went on to captain their respective countries, England and Wales. Jermaine Beckford and Marvin Morgan. Southall, Les Ferdinand, Hayes too. Yedding, Andrew MPDJ DJ Campbell, Enfield, Mark Warburton, Southall, Alan Devonshire, and Eleven. Others and Justin Fashion who went back to Southall. Also going back was Stuart Garner from Blackburn to Wildstone, John McCormack, Crystal Palace to Wildstone, Stainstown, Eric Young, Scott Taylor, Lyle Taylor, and Joe Aribo. <laughs> Sudbury Court, John Barnes, Bedfonds Sports, Rhys Grego Cox, uh, Ray Wilkins represented Middlesex, oh. born in Hillingdon, Hayes, Jason Roberts, Ashford Town Middlesex, Danny Ballman, Hampton, Darren Powell, and... The Wildstone Raider.
2: Oh, yes, of course. So so without
4: those million-pound academies, this is where football is really born and raised. Very good. The foundation
2: foundation of the whole league. (laughs) No People's Republic of Middlesex, no football. There we are. That's what you're up against. Ainsley Harriet, could you please tell us why Arsenal is bigger than Middlesex. <laughs> classy
6: outfit, classy outfit. As far as Middlesex were concerned, that's like a who's who of Middlesex. We're talking about Arsenal. We're talking about a stadium that has been around and been in the top flight all of its history. Well, now we're at the Emirates. Emirates. Not just the Emirates. It's a sexy stadium. When you walk up to that stadium, you think, wow, this is a theatre of football. You <laughs> go inside and you sit down on beautiful cushioned seats. Any squeaky-bub time doesn't even exist with those <laughs> in, in attendance. It really is all about comfort. And if you've had a night on the Bears, they do a really good pie with buttered mash, mushy peas and a nice mushy lashing. Pie, yes, darling. It's and awesome. a nice lashing of gravy. All. <laughs> Yeah, we've got it all down there now. Charlie George still does the hospitality rounds, considering he scored in 71, he's still doing it, proud. And we haven't even mentioned Vavavum. Tyrion Reed, mm. a beautiful scorer of goals, but more importantly, a beautiful man. As my mistress would say, you can vavavu me anytime. Oh, there we are. <laughs> but you've still got no
3: oh, one to watch son.
2: because
3: the players aren't there to watch. Oh, dear. very very good.
2: And you both appealed to my senses. You really did. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give you one goal, Ainsley. Just the one goal for the buttery <laughs> match.
0: Oh, let's be
2: having you. <laughs> and two goals to Russell and Bob, and for the whole of Middlesex um, because of. Mainly mentioning two Talk United <laughs> players. And that's <laughs> basically how it goes on. So the scores at the end of that round are the People's Republic of Middlesex 2, Arsenal 1. Let's be having you.
6: If you didn't believe you can win, then there's no point getting out of bed at the end of the day.
2: <laughs> You're listening to Glory Hunters, the podcast from Talk Sport. Time now to incur the wrath of the sporting gods as we enter the round known as... Sporting Heretics. Yes, it's Sporting Heretics. I'm going to invite each member of the panel to share an idea they believe will change sport for the better. This may well ruffle the feathers of the sporting establishment, but here on Glory Hunters, tradition counts for nothing. Previous suggestions have included abolishing half-time, ball boys taking penalties and even changing the name of football our guests are free to throw the rule book onto the fire it may after all be more environmentally friendly than some wood burning stoves okay natalie we're going to start with you more boxing more of the time
5: yeah so obviously we had this big build up to fury against wilder it ended in quite a, a fantastic boxing bout in the end fury coming through but the problem is we don't get enough of these big fights. We have to wait. Mm. And the build up to them, well, it takes forever. There's the months of speculation about who's going to fight who, where they're going to fight, when will they fight. Then the fight doesn't actually happen for another about six months or so. <laughs> it just gets a bit boring. And for the casual supporter of boxing, I'm sure they forget all about it as well. Now, I realise that the problem partly in, in all of this is that you have, what, four rankings, you've got WBA, WBC, IBF, WBO, why not amalgamate them all, unify it, so you become the ultimate world champion in just one, one ranking, if you like. Reduce the number of rounds as well, if you want to, so it's less of a physical onslaught for the for the boxers. And that way, you might get a fight every three, four, five months, whatever mm. it is. Surely that's more entertaining for boxing fans than having to wait what feels like an eternity most of the time.
2: Naturally, <laughs> I like the answer, but it was a bit dream world, wasn't it? Because oh, I, don't I, just, know. I just think. I'm going to give you one goal, thats I'm afraid. Oh, one goal. Oh, now, Russell, gosh. we come to you next. Yeah. And you're going to fix suspensions in football. Because, you know, I was looking on Twitter last
3: week and there's a club in Nottinghamshire, not Middlesex, called Workshop Town. Yes. And oh. they're having to raise £30,000 mm. by the end of February. Otherwise, they go out of business. I think it's outrageous. They're the fourth oldest club in the county. Okay. When you've got clubs like Notts County there yeah, yeah. and Nottingham Forest and Works Town cannot get the money they need to survive. Now, my suggestion would be, therefore, when players are suspended instead of just sitting there and watching, oh, I don't know, Jeremy Vine? Uh, escape to the country? Yeah, oh, I like that. On, on a full like that. wages. Yeah, on full wages. Yeah. They escape, they to chato, be, like. uh, escape to that's the chateau, I like. Escape to the chateau. Just escape. They should get out And do their bit. You know when when people are given community service. they're picking up
2: litter or whatever, yeah, yeah.
3: Now community service for these clubs I mean they could go down to Workshop Town, do a big fundraiser, raise the thirty thousand and we've saved a non league club. And so I want those players once. All the fine or the
2: fine they get given just pays that thirty grand for WhatsApp so they can choose which club to help out. Exactly. What a fantastic idea. So that's
3: what they should be doing.
2: It's a brilliant idea. No one can argue with any of that. It's completely based... I think it's okay, but I think oh. in the modern day world, Ainsley. you know,
6: these people the that are in the public eye the way that they are. Yeah. And the amount of money that they've got, it's it's really difficult to implement a law like that saying you will go here or you will do that. Yeah, if they get I mean, injured... technically,
5: Ainsley, it could be dream world. You know, someone <laughs> mentioned true. that a moment or ago. Technically, That's
6: true. Oh, yes.
3: It could be that they get the most Terrible Twitter storm around them because they didn't bother to turn up. Very website. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah that's right. I think what you mm.
4: can do, you can you can finesse your ideas I like, okay. and say rather than the fines, I mean, because a club like the Arsenal. Mm. They get together this big pot of fines at the end of the season yeah. and then all go out and have a big old night off it. £70,000, £80,000, they all go off somewhere. Could have said Worksop right. Town. Give it to Worksop. Exactly. No other team,
2: just <laughs> Worksop. I loved it uh, and it annoyed Natalie, so I'm going to give you three goals. <laughs> uh, Aisley Harriet yes. zero tolerance for
6: latecomers. Oh, yes. c- everybody yes. knows what I'm talking about mm. when I'm saying you've arrived back, especially at half-time. I can understand at the beginning of the game, when people are, you know, transport might not work out. But after half-time, you get back to your seat and ten minutes into the game, it's tense, because that's the point. That game can turn Mm. in the second half very, very quickly. And suddenly someone comes and they stroll in. They casually, and of course, a lot of people, doesn't happen down at the Arsenal, there's a bit more room so people can walk by you whilst you're sitting down. But a lot of places you have to get up and stand up. And the whole tension goes. Reminds me, it's a different between ITV and BBC when you're watching a drama. Mm. And at the Beeb, it's uninterrupted. Yeah. ITV, it keeps breaking. You don't know whether yeah. you should buy hair shampoo or get car insurance. <laughs> it takes your mind <laughs> off it. But when you have that concentration, it's only, it's only 45 minutes each half. Oh, no. Just watch the game. You get into it. So I just think there should be zero tolerance. I think you'll have to wait, and you have to wait until there's a proper break maybe when there is a substitution then you can go on or something yeah, uh, yes. something of that nature you like, can go it, to your seat no. like it, don't soften well. it don't don't
4: soften this. <laughs> you cannot listen you ever been in the opera i went to the opera about three weeks ago i mm. swear i not something i don't do do we have got some neighbors but i don't like them but they're a bit potty <laughs> and they invited me i said well, will you come do you want to come say mm. aida Alright. Oh, we went to so say I, I thought they I thought they were saying you want to come to Asda. Which is a great out <laughs> for me. We now oh,
2: here's we, the thing. Natalie. Like, oh, oh, Natalie, <laughs> stop singing Natalie. It's been, <laughs> <laughs> But here's the rule. <laughs> <to> the <opera. laughs> Honestly, it's gone to a Red. What a oh, D Here man.
4: is the rule at the opera. <laughs> yes. Not when the, when the, when he goes like this, the guy. Conductor, because yeah. uh, if you're not in your seat, there's not matter see. if you're in the your, arena, no, if you're not in your seat, you ain't getting in. You've got to wait until half time. Between the
7: movies and yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: You've got to wait.
7: Yeah, don't yeah. let them out. Point. Good a substitution. point, Bob.
6: Good point. I also think they should be, I think it's very casual when, when the actual game starts. Yeah. I think there should be some type of, I don't you know that. That, that, that movie Terminator, when you know the Terminator's coming, dun, 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 you build up the yeah. game, two minutes the game will start, yes. something to rock the stadium, something to get the blood r- rushing, yeah. get to your seat, be part of it, it's all casual, the game will kick off in yeah. five I mean, minutes. Or so. awesome. yeah. Do you know, if you were at work and uh, you had a meeting with someone and someone turned up 10 or 50 you'd be so oh, angry, you that. probably wouldn't
2: give them the job,
6: no. these guys have trained oh, all week you know their performances and not only that you love
2: them get out there and support them get out there and yeah. just be behind your team exactly there we are we all agreed with it angeli it was an excellent point i'm going to give you three goals very very good <laughs> uh, the final person in this round is you bob you're gonna fix var for us right i've uh,
4: stood behind no money my detestation of var <laughs> mm. i said right from the start it was an insult to football because football is a game that you start playing when you're a kid and you play when you're five and six and seven and eight and nine. And then suddenly this glorious moment arrives when you're about 11. In my case, it was 11 St. Paul's Cup. When suddenly you turn up and there's a referee. <laughs> and there's a two linesman. It's not your gym teacher. It's a proper referee. And you think, this is big time. This is football. And the first thing you learn is some uncle or dad or someone say, no good argument with him, mate. He's never going to change his mind. And suddenly footballers said, actually, they will. They will change their minds. Don't worry, they are not the final arbiter. Their word is not law. And I believe we started to destroy the game when that happens. However, it has happened, it is happening. People talk about the time wasted. People worry that it wastes time, the VAR thing. But in fact, the VAR consultation might take two minutes. Most of the time is wasted that when a goal is scored... The crowd go crazy, and they celebrate, and the players celebrate. That's most time, wasting. I think the law should be now, just because the ball goes in the net, when it goes in, everyone should stop (laughs) and just wait. (laughs) The players stay where you are, the crowd stay in your seats, because we've got important business to do, and we'll check out. And only when you're told by a man 300 miles away on the screen, Yes, it's a goal. Yeah. Then you can yeah. have your no celebration.
6: 60,000 mannequins. <laughs> yes,
4: <laughs> absolutely. And if you can't do that, all right, once or twice, maybe, okay. You can't. But the third time you do it, the third time a player goes, yeah, fine. So <laughs> book in. That's a booking. If the fans are suddenly out of their seats screaming, yeah. well, we've got CCTV. We can ban you. Yeah. <laughs> we Kick can suspend you for a game. We need to take that animal instinctive. Bob,
2: it's a great idea. I mean, I, I can't see quite how it's workable. If
4: you want to bring in a new law, <laughs> you've got to be prepared to crush people yeah, in yeah. order to make oh, it um, work. Crush resistance. <laughs> Tell them you shall not celebrate. <laughs> you shall not instinctively jump up in the air when your when your team no. scores. Oh, and if you, you, if you can't, if you can't learn to do that. Maybe football's not for you. Maybe it's not the game for
2: you. uh, I'm going to give you two goals, Bob. Because I'm 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 taking one off because I can't be bothered to talk about VAR.
4: (laughs) There's only one
6: person that can get you the sack, and that's the fans.
4: I'm Jim White I
2: was once told that I'd be better suited as a travel agent This is Glory Hunters the podcast from Sports. Time now for Back in the Day where we travel back to a landmark moment in both teams' history Bob and Russell we're going back to 2018 and this Chance of a breakaway here no flag a chance for Levi King through with a goalkeeper to beat chips the keeper And they can start tying the red and black ribbons on the trophy. A third goal for Hanworth Villa. A second goal in the game for Levi King. It was Hanworth Villa beating Spelthorne Sports 3-2 in a thrilling encounter to win the Middlesex Senior Charity Cup. But what else do you remember of 2018, Russell and Bob? Here we go, question one. Whilst Hanworth Villa won the competition for the second time in three years... Premier League champions Man City had a four-year wait before they lifted the league title once again. But can you tell me by how many clear points they won it in 2018? Was it A, 17, B, 18, C, 19? I'm going to tell you, it was a Premier League record. There's a little clue. I don't normally give clues. 17, 18 or 19 points. All right, so City won the cup, won the league uh, by a load
4: of points. Uh, all right. Well, hang on. They're talking about Liverpool this year beating that record because they could get to twenty-one, twenty-three. All right. Uh, let's say. Do you want to go in the middle? Eighteen. I've just run eighteen.
2: Well, you say You've 18. Gone for eighteen. It's nineteen. <laughs> no, Bad news. No, 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 Here well we go. Done, Question two. <laughs> Twenty eighteen was also the year of this.
0: It's Kieran Trippier. Oh, it's in! What a stop! Star- had a sensational tournament has just pulled one out of the top drawer
2: Kieran Trippier put England 1-0 up against Croatia in the World Cup semi-final before Croatia came back to win the match 2-1 however there was one England player who walked away from that tournament with a trophy Harry Kane was awarded the golden boot as the highest goal scorer but who was the second highest goal scorer was it up
0: steps for Ronaldo, right foot in, in, he's done it! Ronaldo has done it! A hat-trick for Portugal!
2: Cristiano Ronaldo, or was it?
0: Griezmann, against the penalty-saving King, can't save that one, Griezmann sends him the wrong way.
2: That was Antoine Griezmann, or perhaps... On the edge of the D, he plays it inside to Lukaku, who chipped it over the goalkeeper... Romelu Lukaku who was the second highest goal scorer in the 2018 World Cup Ronaldo, Griezmann or Lukaku right so this is a great question Griezmann French how
4: German, did Belgium one of them scored three or four goals in the game I think one of them got a hat did Lukaku get a hat no, no go with Griezmann because I was wrong with 18
2: Antoine Griezmann let's find out Griezmann there we go. It was Antoine Griezmann. Okay, question 3. On 2018, it was one of the few World Cup tournaments not to feature an official England World Cup single, but can you tell me which was the first England World Cup song to reach number 1? Was it? will be thinking about us when we are far away. That was back home in 1970, or was it? Or perhaps we were there by the boys of 1966 in support of the team of 1982. And so, from the lads of 66 to the team of 82, my team sends you good wishes and all the best to you. Remember, England, when you play the game, play it fair, because you know. <laughs> I've never heard I've that never before. I've never
4: heard <laughs> that no, before. Never heard that before. That was Sir That is so right. <laughs> <Sorrel, laughs> incredibly posh man. Oh, no. Sorrel. He's one of those people, and you used to get them then. Nowadays, you know, if you're born in a certain place, that's how you talk. You that, do, there's no, means, but back in the, certainly in the 60s, it's when you hear, my favourite is Wilfred Bramble. Mm. Almost yes. stepped her. Yeah. I, I just yeah. wanted to say that it was a
2: marvellous he's <laughs> yeah. the
4: poshest man you've ever yeah. ever heard You're in your life so true. you
2: won't leave yeah. me will you <laughs> let's get back to the question was it Back Home in 1970, World in Motion in 1990, or perhaps We Were There by the Boys of 1966 in support of the team of 82. Back Home was incredibly popular. It was. I can't believe it didn't get into number. I bought it. I remember the B-side
4: suite as... Sweet as sugar, twice as fine. Cinnamon girl, cinnamon girl. See that twinkle in her eyes. Cinnamon girl, cinnamon, cinnamon girl. girl. <laughs> I can't forget the day we met. I was a lonely on, guy. She in? came by. <laughs> oh my, oh my. Oh my, oh my. <laughs> but I can't help thinking. That was two See, motion definitely got... I don't what know who sang the, the B-side. Oh. Maybe it was the people who no. wrote it. Trevor I mean, Brooking, was
3: it? Or oh, no, probably early for Trevor. Who sang Cinnamon Girl?
4: It was... Do you know what? I think it might have been Cinnamon Stick. Because oh. Cinnamon Girl was a, was a Neil Young song, the wasn't so it? I who sang Cinnamon, Cinnamon Stick? Stick? I don't know. Someone will tell us. It was the B-side of, of uh, Back old? Home. Now um, then, World in Motion, they definitely got number one. And it might be that it was... They're, they're tricking us. Because I'm going to say back home, definitely back home, because everyone I knew had a copy. Knows it. But then three again, lines on a shirt. It, th- like, what was it about? What was the up against? Would it have been up against uh, T. Rex and Sweet and Slade and big songs in the 1970s. Oh,
2: I don't know. Anything. Well, I'm going to
4: say I'm going to b- throw a caution to the wind and be laughed at out there and say the first one to get to number one was World in Motion.
2: You're going to go World in Motion. Well, let's find out. Oh. Oh. Triple bluff me! <laughs> so at the end of that round you scored one goal, which takes you to 10 points, which means you are currently leading. 10, 6, Ainsley and Natalie, we're going back to 2014, and this. Wilsha to Sunogo, comes back to Giroud, tries to heel it, into Ramsey! Who yeah. arrows it into the corner! And wins Arsenal the FA Cup. There we are. Aaron Ramsey's extra time goal saw Arsenal beat Hull in the FA Cup final and lift the trophy for the eleventh time. But what else do you remember of 2014? Here is question one. Can you tell me who performed the traditional FA Cup final hymn "Abide with Me" ahead of kickoff? Was it A? Keep
7: reading, keep
2: Leona Lewis there with her song about radiators. Or was it B?
7: You raise me up. I can a house
2: That was Michael Ball. Or perhaps. Susan Boyle. Who do you think sang "Abide With Me," which we, of course, uh, all know was written in Brixham? uh, I've just got a feeling that it was Michael Ball. Michael Ball. Let's find out. Was Leona Lewis? No, I wasn't around. I just we weren't there. Angel was there. There we are. Okay. Question two: Man City pipped Liverpool to the Premier League title after beating West Ham on the final day of the season. Both teams had scored more than 100 goals throughout the course of the season. But can you tell me who was the league's top goal scorer? Was it A? Back to Yaya Toure. Right-footed shot. Oh, it's a full goal from Yaya Toure. Yaya Toure or B?
0: And it's Sturridge trying to get through. its way through. And he scored.
2: That's Daniel Sturridge. Or perhaps... Swat! That's Luis Suarez, who was the league's top goal scorer. Oh, Torres, th- Sturridge it- or Suarez? S- Sturridge didn't play enough. Sturridge was always injured,
6: as far as I remember. But, That's just 2014, isn't yeah, it? Yeah,
5: this was when it was SAS, wasn't it, for Liverpool, Sturridge and Suarez. They had to form this great partnership.
6: Mm, I think it was Suarez. I think Suarez of the two, the, I would
5: go more Suarez. I think he was and, just
6: a—he was a be, he was just cool finisher, wasn't he? He mm. just seems to wind you up. He was like a a, a, a drug bird. He was one of those that just kind of irritates you, but he's yeah. part of your team. You absolutely love the man, mm. and we put in a forty million bid for him, and Liverpool turned it down when mm. Rodgers was there. And we went oh, back And Arsene Wenger went back And said alright then 40 million and one pound Yeah I remember that yes. And he yes. said you know, you, You've you got it You said you can't leave Without paying X, Y, Z And uh, yeah. he stayed then they sold him To uh, Barcelona. Barcelona He's a bigger player Than
2: you think as well He's taller than you think mm. Big oh, lads. Yeah. Fabulous Absolutely fabulous And uh, maybe But what he was, the, was he the top League's top goal scorer In I 2014 I you going to go with Luis Suarez Let's find out <laughs>
0: Torre, get on
4: that list. <laughs> <laughs> Who for one second thought, I've got to say. as would It might have been Yaya. Maybe yeah. he scored a lot From of goals new, we new, didn't new, notice. New, but anyway, he did score... score.
2: would have been a better, better, yeah. better he did score 20, so that's quite a lot. Shit out of it. OK. Let's be happy. Question three. 2014 was also the year of this. Italy on the front foot here. Candreva, left-footed ball in. Bertone!
0: Italy. They just hadn't picked him up. He drifted into space at in the far post.
2: England's World Cup campaign in Brazil got off to a losing start against Italy and didn't get much better as they failed to qualify from the group. But can you tell me who composed England's World Cup song that year? Was it A? We my fire. Your love is my only Gary Barlow or B? That was Noel Gallagher or C. I bet
0: that not know, know what you're for.
2: That was the Arctic Monkeys. Who composed England's World Cup song in 2014?
5: We don't have this song to hear.
2: No. That's a shame. It's a shame, isn't it? Because you could have just worked it out from that, Natalie. Would have <laughs> no, been too easy, no, wouldn't no, it? In... Bob would have lost his no, mind. I'm to going hear it. He already thinks it's skewed. <laughs> no, oh, I'm no,
4: surprised because... Irving Berlin wasn't one of the options. <laughs> Cold
7: ball 10. Oh, I just wonder if we're going to oh, hear, just hear
4: just it because went... I don't remember a
7: world. Never... <laughs> it
6: was a disastrous <laughs> campaign. Yeah. And hence, we can't remember. I've got a feeling it was the Arctic I'm Monkeys.
5: I do as well. I actually do. So think well, let's shake on that, babe.
2: There we are. They're shaking on it. They've gone for the Arctic Monkeys. Let's find out. Harry Barlow was joined by a host of names from the world of sport and music to record the Take That song "The Greatest Day," which, in the end, Aww. it was never released as a single. As a Listening to continent. it, there, pretty clear why.
5: No, but it was released by Take That. By Take That, it which was. was great. great, it's a great song. But I love it. I too. didn't day know this this well, That's
6: not fair.
2: If it wasn't released, how are we supposed to know it? Well, <laughs> that's the way That's it. as Bob knows. This well, is a very hard quiz. I knew Yo-Yo Torre was the... <laughs> it's a must-win game and Germany need at least a draw. Here on Glory Hunters we like to probe our panellists in the nicest way possible and that's why we do this. Our esteemed panel are about to be confronted by real-life members of the general public as we play A Question of Sport Time. our first question please hello I'd like to ask the
0: panel what three sporting legends past or present would they like to invite round for dinner
4: and what would they cook Bob Mills you know the answers to two of those obviously I have very few sporting Dean. legends yes I'm guessing yeah. Torval and Dean <laughs> Torval and Dean it will be Torval and Dean uh, <laughs> and it would be something that I can speak freely about because I, I have dined with them on many many of, uh, oh. occasions it will be a very interesting evening. What will we be eating? Well, that's quite simple. Chris is a strange eater. He's a finicky eater. Let me put say that as a finicky... Like quail. Last time we dined together, he had quail. But it wasn't just, oh, lovely, i have a quail and i have some red wine, I'll, I'll have a dew. No, here's his tiny little quail. Tons of pieces of quail that have been deboned. It's like an otterlengi quail. It's a, and there's a bit of green slime somewhere in the middle. <laughs> there's no meat there on a quail. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> it's it's all bone nice. and that. But he, but he'll eat quail and some of that. Whereas okay. Jane is a delight to cook for because all you got to do <laughs> is open up a tin of suet pudding, basically, <laughs> a and kidney pudding. Bento. Yeah, fray Bento. <laughs> stick it in the, stick the whole thing, pierce the top, stick it in the boiling water, and she'll, oh, have, she'll or... have half a dozen of them. <laughs> of them. <laughs> Seriously, with mash, she'll have half a dozen of them. <laughs> oh, right. Who's
2: the third person? Now,
4: the third person would have to be, and this is the top of my head, I'm gonna say Royce Mills, who was a boxing oh, yeah. referee. And the reason for that is when, you're, when you are dining with Jane and uh, yeah. Claire, it's, uh, Jane and Chris it's lovely for the first hour, lovely for the second hour. third hour gets a little bit, but by the fourth hour there'll be a little mistake, and Jane will say something like. <laughs> I remember when I looked at the scores and I thought, oh, my God, I've got all sixes. And Chris will say, oh, you got all sixes. Oh, oh "Oh, really? I wasn't there. And she'll say, of course you were there. Someone had to help me lift. And then it'll kick (laughs) off. So you need a boxing (laughs) referee in there to just hold them apart and say, listen, oi, oi, put that... April's spritzer and Chris. <laughs> You've had enough. Leave it. Aperol. And who could lift her after six free bedtons? Oh, <laughs> nowadays, <laughs> nowadays you need a team of strong men, I tell you. <laughs> to get her off <laughs> to bed at the end of the night. It I'm going like... to bed, she said, I'm going to bed. Well, hang on. I'll oh, say, yeah, hang oh, on, I'll, I'll, get be... ri- I'll get my mate Ricky Van well and I will take <laughs> you up together.
7: Yeah. Yeah. It oh, sounds, she's she's sounds like a, a
2: wonderful evening, Bob. It sounds like a really lovely so evening funny. and um, I'm going to give you three goals, for It sounded yeah. so nice, it sounded yeah. nice. Uh, Angely oh, Harriet, of yeah.
6: course. I probably, uh, you know, because I'm still a, a massive fan of football. I always will be a, a massive fan of football. And one of the people who really made me want to enjoy football is the legend himself, Ian Wright. Oh. I'd have Wrighty over and I'd cook him some nice jerk chicken, oh. man, like a rice and peas and corn and make up a nice <laughs> punch And we'd say, yeah, why? And I'd make him smile so I can see those little silvery golden teeth pinging <laughs> out there, <laughs> lighting up my room. i just love to have Wrighty in attendance and we'd laugh. Yes. <laughs> and i just loved to have him round. Oh, no. And then to balance things out a little bit, and one person who he was in complete awe of, is the great Arsene Wenger. I'd make Arsene a filet Sol Véronique, something very oh. typically French. You is know, that with, looking, grapes? Ah, <laughs> so that's, with grapes? Oh, that is with grapes. Creamy grape sauce, you have to peel the grapes, you have to take the skin off the grapes and de-seed them and all that. I'd uh, love to have Arsene Wenger there because yes. I, I think he's uh, one of those people that... You know, you go quiet with this. Uh, I, I grew up with, what, when you watch the television, when you watch Match of the Day, there's only two managers that you'd actually go, shh, 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 shh when they were talking, and it was Arsene Wenger and, the, and Sir Alex Ferguson. Yeah. And then along came Mourinho and a few classics, but they're the ones that you just, the whole room went quiet. What were they gonna say? So I think you'll have that same kind of feeling if he came to a dinner party. And uh, to top it all off, because just because of his laugh alone, David Seaman. I love (laughs) it. I love Big Dave. I just, oh, 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 oh." oh, oh, oh. I think he's great. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, it is yeah. an Arsenal thing. I'm a, I'm a fan of it. Yeah. And to have an evening of people like that who just bring joy into your heart. And, of course, I'd make him a classic roast. Lots of lovely Yorkshire puddings. I think he's on a bit of a health kick these days, though, and he might be, have to be something well, vegan on he's like a, bit, he eats a
4: lot of fish, because he's a big fisherman, isn't he? Yeah, so he bit, loves, yeah. It,
6: loves it, loves it, loves it. Yeah, yeah, the quietness of going off and mm. doing that. What
4: was that called? Veronique, what is it? Philippe Veronique Solver- Philippe Solveronique. Mm. Yeah, oh, you oh, see, nice. you could do that for Chris. You couldn't do it for James. <laughs> 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 hey, where's the skin off me? Great, <laughs> well, you leave the pips things because I like to spit them in the fireplace afterwards. So be for Jane at all. I love it to me. Oh,
2: no, coming, she ain't right? coming. I ain't got <laughs> a fireplace. Um, Ainsley, that was an absolutely wonderful answer, and it's made me want to eat everything you've ever mentioned in your life. Uh, I'm gonna say three goals me. again, Ainsley. Me. Three goals, get
4: Russell get Grant. Let's be having you,
2: <laughs> Russell Grant.
3: Well, I, I just still can't stop laughing about James <laughs> Tolbert and the 6 free better' Funnily enough, the last time I, I really did have dinner with Jane Tor and Christopher Dean, it was it was in a, a Chinese restaurant in Nottingham. Oh, no, go on, tell me what's here. Not far
4: from Worksop. <laughs> oh. Oh, I bet. Uh, I I can't oh, she, I bet she had the duck, and no one could get near the pancakes. <laughs> I bet. <you. laughs> oh, that duck! With, hey, Jane, there for sharing. Get out, get you own. Know, bring them their She gets it. <laughs> I've, uh,
7: I've seen her. I've what seen did her make it?
4: one pancake out of the whole <laughs> basket. Seriously, I'm not joking. (coughs) All the spring onion, all the plum sauce (laughs) in it. it. She's eating it like, it's like someone's playing the oboe. Honestly, God. Oh, oh I, I the love her to bits, but don't don't oh, go out with her. I'm <sighs> crying here. Oh, I don't
5: know if this is true or not. No, absolutely.
4: I'm very...
2: Chris
3: and Jane very, very... I love them Very close. Yeah, very close. Like Nottingham <laughs> like is to works
2: up. Exactly, Come exactly, on, works Come on, Russell. What, you, what you, who would you have over to? Well, I you? may not you
3: know to you this know because there's so many people I'd like to invite to dinner, but I've decided to invite Pheidippides. Oh. Because... He did a lot of running around. Mm. <laughs> he did a lot of running around. For instance, he ran off to Sparta to get some men to fight the Persians. And um, when the Greek army actually won at the Battle of Marathon, oh, clue, okay. clue, okay. clue yeah. Yeah. Okay. he ran another 26 miles, 385 yards to Athens no. to tell the Athenians that the Greeks had won. No. So I thought I'd put him Kleftiko. And a little bit of taramasillata. I'd
4: start three days before he gets
3: there. That's the (laughs) trepidate. Three days. Slow, slow bit. You'd stick it in the ground with a bit of hay, don't you? When you could, cleptico. Because he'll need it. But the only trouble is, we've got to be careful, because after he'd run approximately 150 miles... First of all, to the Spartans, come and join us. No, they had a religious festival. We can't go to Marathon yet. Mm. Um, so he whizzes up then to Marathon. Darius is there with the Persians and the Greeks. They say, no, Pheidippides, you've just got to wait. And if we've won, you can run back to Athens oh, and tell God. them. Oh. And they won. And so he'll be running back to oh, Athens from cleftico. The only trouble is he dropped down dead. Oh. Yeah. Oh. All that food all wasted. That, that but you could her. have invited
4: Jane. Yeah. I cooked a craft to go for gents. She turned up two days early. <laughs> have you got it on? Well, I'll have mine. I'll have
2: a bit now. <laughs> a bit more That's one
4: person.
3: There's a very strong association between Middlesex County Cricket Club and Arsenal. Mm-hmm. It's a very strong relationship, which really was forged by Dennis Charles Scott Compton. Ah, <laughs> very Because nice. he was born in Hendon. Ooh. He made his first class debut for Middlesex in 1936. And in the next season, his first test was versus New Zealand. He scored 65. Right-handed master of the sweeping stroke and left-arm spin bowler too. They didn't know that he spun. He took 622 first-class wickets Mm. and scored nearly 39,000 runs and 123 centuries. He what played play for up. Arsenal yeah. between 1936 and 1950, until a knee injury forced him out after the Gunners won the FA Cup. Oh, and I would obviously bring that famous Middlesex dish, Pie, Eels, and Mash.
7: Here's the third one.
3: Well, a a heroine of mine, Anne Hayden Jones, Mm -hmm. she was born in Birmingham, she was a table tennis and lawn tennis champion, she won the French singles in 1961-1966, and in Wimbledon, at Wimbledon, she won 1969, and I remember working at my dad's shop in Kilburn Lane, Mm -hmm. Queens Park, and I went Into the storeroom to listen to Ann Hayden Jones winning in 1969. She won the mixed doubles at Wimbledon 1969 and the Australian Open in 1969. She won the French doubles 1963, 1968, and 1969. And here's a little bit of a thing for you: even the Beatles stopped a session for their song Golden Slumbers to listen to Anne. Jones beat Billie Jean King Fantastic. in 1969 yeah. and I wrote to her down at Eastbourne where they had the ladies tournament just before Wimbledon yeah, yeah. and I said I'm a big fan of yours could you send me your autograph and I still have it 1969 she wrote back and she wrote dear Russell best of luck and joe
2: fantastic russell beautiful answer i feel like i've learned something as well three goals natalie sawyer
5: Wow. i am going for three characters i would say um the first of which george best i think he'd be a bit of a bit of a hoot when it came to a dinner party Mm -hmm. um i think also to add to the mix brian clough and then to sort of let's say keep everyone in check <clears throat> I want to bring Bobby Robson into oh, oh
7: yeah, my God, and I think lovely. he'd be such yeah, a gentleman
4: nice. most goals are scored between the posts
2: <laughs> you're listening to Glory Hunters the podcast from Talk Sports. <laughs> we've come to the final round it's the dying moments of the game and we move into injury time where each side has 60 seconds to score as many goals as possible now losing side goes first that is currently middlesex on 20 goals two behind arsenal on 22 i am going to list a series of british wrestlers from the <laughs> oh, 70s and no. 80s bobs <laughs> rubbing his hands
7: oh, okay. All you've got to do is
2: tell me which are true and which are false. As I say, you're currently on 20 goals. When your time is up, you'll hear this sound.
7: How are you doing?
2: (laughs) 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 Okay, here we go. Your time starts now. Catweasel. True. True. Uh, Leon Aris, the man from Paris. False. Is true. The Tuppenny Nudger. False. It is false. Jackie Pallow. True. It's true. Mr. Payne. False. It is false. Captain Sensible. False. It is false. Rainer's Lane. False. It is false. Count Bartelli. True. It is true. Lord Charles. False. It is false. Rollerball Rocco. True. It is true. Scaramanga. True. It's false. false. The Dynamite Kid. True. It is true. Baron Samedi. False. It's false. Lord Littlebrook. False. It's true. The Beast from Dagenham East. <laughs> false. It is false. Fit Finley. True. It is true. The Chingford Skinhead. False. It is false. Skull Murphy. True. It is true. King Kong Kirk. True. It is true. The Honey Monster. False. It is false. Crusher Mason. False. It is true. It's true. Les Kellett. True. It oh, is true. Oh.
4: Oh. Well come oh, to
0: the course. end. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Rollable Rollerball. Rollerball. Rollerball.
4: Rollerball. Rollerball. rocky. Rollerball. I was, I was waiting for Rollerball. Brian Goldbelt Maxine. I how many, I many we got? That. Let's oh. find out.
2: Let's find out how many we got. 18, Took him to, takes him up <laughs> wow. to 38 goals, it seems an unassailable Shirley. lead, they need 16 so points, scary, yeah. they need 16 wow. to draw, wow. How are we gonna do 17, 17 to on, win, so next up it's Arsenal, yeah. Ainsley and Natalie, I'm going to list a number of items of sports memorabilia that have been bought at auction. Oh All you have to do is tell me which are true and which are false. Oh. When your time is up, you'll hear this sound. Su-chin, There we are. <laughs> are we ready? Your time starts now. Andre Agassi's ponytail. True. It is true. Are you rhino signed by the Arsenal squad before they moved from Highbury? False. This is false. Baseball legend Ty Cobb's false teeth. True. It's true. Those little balls used for World Cup draws. True. It is true. Piece of Fergie's used chewing gum. Ooh, false. false. It is false. Contact lenses worn by Monobi Styles. False. It's true. A oh, beer so towel sorry. signed by Phil the Power Daler. True. It is true. The actual dentist chair that the England players use for drinking games before Euro 96. <laughs> true. It's false. <laughs> A death threat written to baseball star Mickey Mantle in 1953. True. true. It's true. The white Bronco driven by OJ Simpson. False. <laughs> It's true. WG Grace's beard. True. It's false. <laughs> the rules of basketball written in 1891. True. It's true. The grey shirts Man United changed at half-time against oh something God. in 1996. True. It's false. <laughs> Jose false. Mourinho, false. Premier League winner's medal. False. It's true. The Wembley Stadium Twin Towers. False. It is false. The football rule book from 1863. Shin Tendon it's true, is it? at the end of that round you scored nine oh, goals, which is a good odd, effort, Arsenal, but not enough because Bob Mills and Russell Grunt ran away with I the wrestlers round done. with well 38 final goals. Yeah. Ainsley, can you take any positives from that at all? You seem like a positive um, person. Can I take any positives? <sighs>
6: I won't be coming round to stir your couscous, that's for sure. Oh, this
2: is so sad for me. This has come back on me. I don't even like couscous. I'm disappointed <laughs> that he's not going to stir it. It's very <laughs> difficult. Russell, another another win for you. Well, it's down to Bob with his last rounds.
3: I've got nothing to do with it, except I like to inform and educate.
2: Inform very so, and entertain. To our winners, we say... <laughs> For the losers. My thanks to Natalie, Bob, Russell, and Ainsley. Until next time, from myself and everyone here, it's goodbye. An unbelievable comeback for the boys from Middlesex there. Fantastic. Thanks so much to you for listening to the Glory Hunters podcast. We are on Twitter. We sometimes ask a question via the Talk Sport Twitter. This week we asked, what's been your lowest moment as a sports fan? We had a variety of responses, and here's just a few. Ian Frankham he's a West Ham fan, and he says Stephen Gerrard's goal in the 2006 FA Cup final. We all remember that one flying in. Great, great goal. I was at Lords watching cricket that day. Uh, Jules Orker, you've been on. Gaza missing the goal by an inch in Euro 96. I'm full of disappointment just thinking about it. Yam Southall, the introduction of VAR. I feel your pain, Yam. Justin Bobby, the Thierry Henry handball against Ireland. Yep. Yeah. That would have been one of the reasons for VAR. That, that would have been one of the positives. But there we are, it didn't happen. M. Dardis, the Jamaican bobsleigh team, crashing metres from the finishing line during the 88 Winter Olympics. What a great film, Cool Runnings is. Thank you, M. Dardis. And lastly, Isaac Vella. Any tournament England are knocked out of on penalties? Of course, we can all feel that pain. Well, thanks for joining Glory Hunters. Do rate and subscribe and review, and we'll see you again next week.